Welcome to the Take My Life to 10 podcast show with your host, Tracy Horton, here to provide you with tips and strategies to improve your life and careers while also helping you discover your purpose. Today's episode, I want to talk about undetected anxiety. And I think this comes with women, men too, but I think women being that we take on so much um, responsibilities, especially, you know, mostly as a single parent or um, even if you're married in a household when the majority of the duties and responsibilities fall on you and if there's any unresolved emotions that you have on top of your day-to-day, we don't realize that that turns into and contributes to how we interact and how we show up every day. So if you're irritable, um, if you have a short fuse, if you're easily angered, uh, if you have racy thoughts, uh, overanalyze, overthinking, you know, that is a sign of anxiety. And I realized this is how I know this is because this is how I determined that I had low level anxiety because my hands tremble all the time. And it's been going on for years. Like most of my adult life, my hands would just tremble. And um, I contributed to maybe um, a deficiency, a vitamin deficiency, or, um, and I would tell other doctors and they wouldn't say anything. And I went to um, my other doctor that I'm seeing now and I, I said, is there anything, like what vitamins do I have to take to stop my hands from trembling because they just tremble for no reason. It's like, I could just be normal and just talking and at ease and nothing's going on, but I would shake, my hands would shake like something was going on. And she said, you have anxiety. You have low level anxiety. And I said, anxiety, I was like, no. And she said, well, try. Um, She put me on um, a medication that's not anti-anxiety. It's um, for heart conditions, but it helps with anxiety. Uh, And let me say this first. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. Anything that you're feeling, you need to consult your doctor um, to be properly diagnosed with anything. This is just something that I've experienced that I realized that my actions, once I started taking the medication, how I know it affected, the anxiety affected how I engaged and how I showed up is because once I started taking the medicine, it totally changed everything that, how I was showing up and how I was interacting and how I was communicating and the feeling of, not having those racy thoughts and overanalyzing and questioning everything that was going on, which I thought was just normal and just how I was, it really wasn't. It was 
the fact that I was dealing with low level anxiety. And it's not to the point where you're having panic attacks or, you know, anything like that. It's just that your emotional state takes on a physical, it physically affects you. And we don't realize that we deal with a lot of stuff. And when we don't resolve those emotional scars and traumas that we have, it leads up to having physical conditions that really affect how you deal with people and how you interact and how you think and how it affects you and your your day-to-day life. I mean, it's like if you worry a lot, you know, if you agitated, restless, even fatigue, it can affect where you're always tired. You don't know why you're always tired. Um, Difficulty concentrating. It's a whole lot of how when you don't resolve certain things and and it festers and it lingers, how it can show up physically. And I wish, I really wish I would have known about having low level anxiety that you really don't detect because, you know, when you say anxiety, you automatically think of panic attacks and you, you know, you think of a mental health issue or something like that. And it really isn't. It's something that if you're dealing with it, if these things show up in your life and you realize that you're angry all the time and you snap and you have a short fuse and you overthink and you talk to your doctor about it and see because it really does change how you feel. Um, You get more things done. Your relationships improve because you're not popping off and you're not jumping to conclusions and you're not lashing out. You actually have time to stop and think about what's going on and process what you're hearing and how it applies to your life. And it slows you down to give a good reaction to what's going on and it can help improve your life and how you deal with people. So the first thing which I think is very important is first, when you're going through something, you have to deal with what you're going with immediately. You have to identify that whatever is going on is affecting you, is bothering you. And if you can't talk to the person that caused the discomfort, then you need to sit down, either write it out or really process what went on. You have to identify part you played in it, what things could have been said differently, what actually caused the situation to occur. And I realize that's important because we hold a lot of stuff against people because the event ended up hurting us, but we really never really take responsibility for the part we played in it. And this will help lead the path to forgiveness reconciliation and releasing that emotional hurt that you may feel from the incident and it won't build up and fester and you'll be able to understand what happened and why it happened and how to move forward and deal with it and this and we always relate this to relationships but it's even more important when you're dealing with your children because 
as parents, we feel like we're always right because we're the adults and they're the child. But I have to say, you have to take your children's feelings into consideration and acknowledge when they are hurting. Because if you don't, you're creating um, anxiety and emotional trauma for them and it's gonna affect them in their adult life. So not only do you have to identify how things are affecting you, you have to identify the things you do and the things you say and how that's gonna affect your children. Because we have to be mindful that our children are one day gonna be adults. And if we don't understand how as parents, we can hurt our children based on the things we say or the things we do, we're actually gonna cause them to be raised with anxiety and traumas and emotional scars that is gonna carry over into their adult life. So I just, you know, when you, situations happen either with adults or with your children, sit down and think about it. It's okay even as a parent to go back and say, I'm sorry, and maybe I could have said it differently because you always wanna, you wanna raise emotionally intelligent children and you have to learn from your experiences and how maybe you were raised and don't repeat with your children. And I know for me, that was the hardest thing is because we always feel that we write because we're the parent and we're not. You know, the, the reason for doing it may be right, but our delivery to them may be wrong. And we have to be mindful of that because, you know, we have to break the cycle and raise more emotionally intelligent children and don't put those emotional scars on them that we experienced. So just be mindful of how you interact with your children and be okay with saying, I'm sorry, even though you're an adult and acknowledging when they come to you and say, you hurt me or this bothered me and receive it, receive it and explain that yeah, I did this because of X, Y, Z, but if my delivery was wrong, own that part of it. Don't You don't have to correct what needed to be corrected. You don't have to apologize for correcting what needed to be corrected or done. But if your delivery was hurtful to them and they expressed to you that the delivery was hurtful to them, then be okay with saying, I'm sorry for the way it was delivered, but this is the reason why and own that maybe you could have done it differently. Um, when second thing is when you're dealing with something, you also have to understand that um, it could be a learning experience. You know, we, we all go through stuff and sometimes hurtful things, you just have to accept that it may be a learning experience. It may be that Something's been in your gut that's been telling you to do something and you keep ignoring it. And, you know, if God really wants to remove you out of that and take you on a different path, then eventually you're going to go through something that's going to hurt a whole lot more than if you would have just listened the first time you felt like it was something that you needed to do. So it could always just be, if you look at it as a learning experience, the blow won't be so hard. If you take the time to say, well, yeah, it hurts. Take some time to grieve about it, cry about it, but don't dwell on it. And then just start evaluating the experience to see what it was that you needed to learn. And so this way you could constantly grow 
and not repeat the same mistakes. And if you really look at it, if you keep getting yourself in the same situation, the same situation, the same situation, then the problem is you. The problem has to be you because you're the common denominator and you're not taking the lessons that's being dealt to you and improving on it. And you have to stop and realize that everything that happens to us happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. And if you firmly believe that, then whatever experience you go through, whether good or bad, is teaching you something. It's either teaching you to learn something, do something, or remove something. And that's what you have to figure out. Why did I go through this? Why did I go through this experience and identify what it is that you need to learn from the experience? So for right now, we're going to take a quick break, commercial break. And we'll be back shortly. Are you struggling to stay motivated or keeping your team productive? Is your work life plagued with issues and conflicts that you are not equipped to handle? Hi, I'm Tracy Horton. As a certified professional and personal development strategist that has gone through my own experiences as a Black female in the criminal justice field and managing people for over 14 years, I can assist you with accomplishing effective resolutions for your problems. If you are interested, you can take advantage of my free 30-minute consultation by sending me a message to Horton Strategist Group at gmail.com to schedule your appointment. Stay encouraged and remember, experience is our best teacher. Welcome back and thank you for staying tuned to the Take My Life to 10 podcast episode today, Undetected Anxiety. Um, on the first part, if you just tune it in, we, um, I discuss how undetected anxiety can show up and we don't realize it. And some of the symptoms that we identify is just worrying, agitated, overanalyzing, overthinking, fatigue, um, difficulty concentrating, short fuse. So if you're experiencing any of that, I'm just going through some ways that you can um, identify it and release it. So we're going to pick up with the third thing that you need to realize when you're going through something to release it when you're going through it, as opposed to holding on to it. When you go through things, it also helps you to identify your boundaries. It helps you to identify your convictions. It helps you to identify your deal breakers. And if you take the stance of evaluating your experiences um, instead of holding on to the pain part of it and the hurtful part of it and what someone did and look at it from a point of what can I learn and what can I get out of this experience, it's like, you can determine what you will deal with and what you won't deal with. So like for an example, I have a very strong conviction about um, physical abuse. 
one and done. You know, when when I've grown up seeing physical abuse, domestic violence, and and it was in my put it in my spirit at a ver very early age that I will not tolerate physical abuse. And sometimes people get into a situation and it's hard to get out of, but these are the type of things that you go through, these traumas in life, these emotional traumas that you are exposed to for you to be able to de develop your convictions and your boundaries of what you're gonna deal with and what you're not gonna deal with. So mine is one and done. If you put your hands, I don't care where we at, what we're doing, who you are is one and done. And I could tell you this, when you have a conviction that you have in your spirit, you won't even attract that type of person into your life. And this is why it's so important to identify this because you attract who you are. So if you keep going through the same thing, because something about you that is in your spirit that you allow, it's okay for that type of stuff to come into your life. And if you put that, I'm not dealing with it at all, you will not attract those people. You will repel those people from you when you really put it in your spirit that this is something I'm not going to tolerate. And it's a conviction. It's not just a spoken word. It's in you that you will stand by it no matter what. You cannot break this from me. It is something that will benefit you in the long run. So, you know, like it could be stealing. If somebody steal from you, you like you steal from me, you can't come in my house. You know, it's certain things that have happened that hurt you, but you have to develop that, I, that self-love to say, okay, you got me once, you won't get me again. And that will teach you and give you boundaries for the future. But a caveat to that is, you have to be very careful that you don't put up a wall, that you don't make it too strenuous or too detailed, that now you have a wall up that may potentially keep out good people also. So it should really just be things that will really actually do you harm as far as like physical abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, um somebody trying to take a take advantage of it is you don't want to get overcritical with that because sometimes if you got a wall up too high you will start saying stuff that isn't there you'll overthink it overanalyze it and it's really not what you perceive it to be so you have to keep a healthy boundary and a healthy outlook on what's going on and trust your gut and trust what you're feeling and it's telling you is the thing you need to do when you're going through stuff, you just have to take time to grieve it, like whether it's a day or two, but don't take, don't wallow in it for weeks and months and years and hold on to it for a long time. You have to figure out what works best for you on how to release it and truly release it and not just say, oh, yeah, okay, I'm over it. And you really still holding on to it. You really have to figure out what you need to do to release it because it shows up later on in it. And this is the undetected anxiety that we go through that 
we don't realize that we're going through because we go through our day-to-day everything. We got to take care of us. We got to go to work. We got to put food on the table. We got to pay the rent. We got to worry about the kids. Then we got to work, especially if we have adult children that we're very into their life and we're worrying about their life and what they have going on. Then you're worried about the job and then you worry about your husband, your boyfriend, your mom, your sister, your cousin. So as women, we usually take on a lot of stuff that we have to deal with, but we also take on things that other people deal with and we make it our problem when it's really not our problem. So in focusing on yourself, you have to be mindful of what you're taking on from other people that you don't need to because that's also adds to your anxiety because you're worried about yourself, you're worried about everybody else, but do you really need to? You could be there for them, but do you have to take on that worry as a 24-7 worry? You know, I had to realize that I had to let my adult kids go. It's like they're grown and they have to learn to make their own mistakes. And I have to accept that, although I know that something may not turn out right, all you could do is say, hey, give your opinion and let it go and let it go and let them make their mistakes and let them live their lives and let them do what they're going to do and be prepared to help where you can. You know, I was putting my life on hold financially because I was in my mind, okay, I got to make sure I have this available for them just in case they need this. I got to make sure this is, you know, right for them so that they have somewhere to go, they have money. And, and I was so worried about making their life comfortable that I wasn't making my life comfortable and it was stressing me out and once I realized this and I let it go and I let go and let them be adults and realize I have I can't control their lives I can't protect them from everything that I went through and I have to let them live their life and learn their lessons and get their bumps and bruises on their own even though we want to protect our kids from it we can't and we don't realize how that affects us. And once I realized that and let it go, I feel, you know, it's a relief. It is. And the everyday worrying, day-to-day, where they at, what they doing, you can't. Life is going to happen. You have no control over what happens when your loved ones are not in your presence or anything that's going to happen. You just have to accept that that's life. And you can't worry about it day in and day out because that is part of how anxiety shows up and it affects us. So these are little things that you have, if you're going through this and you feel in this way, it's something to take a look at and talk to your doctor or, you know, things that you can do outside of that as far as, of course, you know, the regular things of exercising, eating healthy, taking care of yourself physically, mentally, pampering yourself, doing self-love, self-care, uh, meditation, yoga, hobbies, whatever it is, whatever it is that soothes your mind to help release the stress. Um, some people just yell, scream, even sometimes a good deep cry. And you know, a lot of people don't cry. They take it as a weakness, but crying is actually a spiritual cleansing that helps release that stress and that and that frustration so a good cry really makes a difference um 
And that's basically, you know, what you can do. It's just like when you're going through the, the problems, just identify the event, uh, um, evaluate the experience, do what you need to do to identify what went right, what went wrong, what role you played in it, how you can fix it, if it's something that you want to fix, and determine what your boundaries are, your convictions are, and know that everything happens for a reason. And if it's something that's not for you, you're going to keep going through something until that one last painful event just breaks you and you don't have no choice but to move on. So you have to learn to trust your gut and trust your feelings. And when they say move, move. When they say get out, get out. And you have to learn to trust that and go with it. Because if you're not, you're going to keep reliving these painful experiences until something happened that really breaks you. And you don't want that. So you trust yourself, trust your gut, trust your feelings, and know that everything happens for a reason. It's your job and your duty to identify what that reason is and what you need to learn, what you need to do, or what you need to remove, whether it's a person, yourself, whether it's um, learning that you have a bad attitude or maybe that you're a pushover, you're a people pleaser, or you're an enabler. What is it that you need to learn from the experience and work on it? Because if you don't, you're going to keep attracting the same type of experiences into your life until you learn a lesson. And that's what we have for this episode. I'm going to conclude this episode today. Thank you for tuning in. Just want you to just think about that. And if it is something you're dealing with, speak to your doctor and see if it's something that you can do and start taking care of yourself. If you're not exercising, exercise. If you don't know about meditation, then read up on meditation, do some meditation. But if you're feeling it, you need to really take the time to identify it and do something about it because it'll make you feel so much better and you'll get more accomplished and your relationships will improve when you can identify that you are dealing with low-level anxiety. Again, if you want to reach out to me, you could contact me on takemylife10 at gmail.com. The Facebook group is up and running. And you can find it on Facebook, Take My Life to 10 join the um, group so we could chat about it a little further and thank you for tuning in and i will talk with you in next friday at 7 p.m thank you